Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. You probably just been your pants. Oh, it's just it's terrifying. Ah, I'm afraid. Yeah, but that'll keep your nuts dry. Jim, what did you say when you first saw this <laughs> this uh, this picture of the great one? I, I was thinking about doing them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it'll be fun. <laughs> Sorry, oh great one. No disrespect. What's the worst thing you can hear from a woman after you having or from a woman after you had sex from Wayne with Wayne Gretzky? I'm not Wayne Gretzky. No, did I f- that joke up? <laughs> I know you don't eat the pig alive. Kill me. I'm fat. <laughs> you wait for me. How long is this? <laughs> Hurry it up! Wrap it up! I gave Pluto a hug. He smelled clean. One of the horses pooped right on Main Street, USA. He's in the goofy costume, but the helmet's off. And that's how people become furries. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Hey, it's another podcast! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Ow! Dance. Another podcast. Dance. We can part, just sit here forever. Part two of the Jay and Dan podcast, episode number 10 now, yep. brought to you by Tito's Vodka. <laughs> just mention it on Twitter and expect a case on your doorstep. Mike Pereira joined us in part one, mentioned how he got 12 bottles of Tito's Vodka sent to his house. We love Tito's Vodka. Big fans of Tito's. Uh, love to drink it. And big fans of Trader Joe's Applewood Smoked Bacon. And Trader Joe's Trail Mix. Engineer Jim, you've introduced us to that. That pieces of chocolate in Trail Mix. It's delectable. Oh, man, that's good. I never yeah, even thought good. about yeah, that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you know what we should do? We should call Tagger. And we good call- for you. Well, let's well, yeah. get to Mike's stories first. Can we call Tagger yeah, first? Because I feel like we've kept, and then we'll get to Mike's stories. And I'm sorry, Mike. I, you've taken a lot of I abuse a in lot the first of... podcast. <laughs> well, I feel I'm, like it just keeps I piling on. Tito's vodka I, feel, after I this. feel so bad because I heard that when he was reading too. I'm I like, noticed I can't it point as well. It out. I, can't, I can't point out that he doesn't know how to read. Well, he, I know he, how to read. He knows how to read. <laughs> it's just he can't read well. He can't read good. It's like a Zoolander. This is a lot of level. This is a lot of pressure for and us. I just we're not, got, yeah, that's true. It's a lot of pressure. We're not read professional readers. Like yeah. And I just got a text from my wife that um, <coughs> our uh, package from Spanky's, the bar in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario, bunch of T-shirts and stuff, uh, and a Canadian care package just arrived, but uh, it arrived too late, obviously, for this podcast. But uh, that'll be on the next one. In uh, two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> the next, next. Hopefully they didn't send bags of milk. <laughs> Because yeah. did you guys know that you our milk comes in bags? In I'm Canada. actually familiar of uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the Basketball Jones podcast. Obviously, some guys from Canada that just actually moved down to the yeah, states. Yes. One of them who used to work as a writer on our show, Tass Mellis. Yes. yeah. And he and his wife opened Moo Milk Bar in Toronto. It's a milk bar, and they have just tons of different flavors of milk. Like who did this? Tass. Tass. Tass is married. <laughs> yeah. You guys should listen to their podcast some more. But wait. Um, but wait. I, I didn't know he opened a milk bar. Moo Milk Bar in Toronto. So Canadian follow, followers should definitely go check it out. But, uh, yeah, it, <gasps> and they always talked about – because I was always thrown for a loop because they have one Ameri- one guy from Chicago, uh, Trey Kirby, that's on the podcast, and he was so thrown off by bags of milk, which I didn't even understand what they were talking about yeah. for the longest time. So yeah. Congratulations I mean, to the Basketball Jones, now known as the Starters. The starters. They're going to NBA TV, going to yep. do a podcast. They're going to be out – that is awesome news, Uh Bunch of great guys. Great success story. Yes. Great, great. Well, I don't know if Canadian they're all great guys. American. We know Taz. Oh, so. J.E. J. E. Skeets. Yeah. J.E. Skeets, Trey Kirby. Yeah. Uh, Skeets? Lee Skeets, he's a good dude. Yeah. No, they're all good are guys. Are they moving to the States or are they going to do it from Canada? They've now? moved to Atlanta a while ago. They've been down there for a while. They're living. So what happens to Moo Milk Bar? Uh, I guess we'll hopefully we'll find out once they get the podcast maybe they'll going uh, again. Well, maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll uh, do a chain of milk bars. Uh, they have it. Uh, yeah, that would be great. The Moo milk bar is on Instagram. I know that. Oh, Moom, I'm looking it up here. Okay, oh, they, wait, shoot, can we call Tiger? Or is he on the line? Oh, they got yeah. pies. Oh yeah. Tass, uh, so Tass worked us uh, with us at uh, TSN, and yeah. last time I saw him, he had a severely broken leg. That's he, right. Like, He's like the bone came through the skin that's and all right, that. That's right. That's right. And then he about never that. came back from that injury. And then he started. And then doing he that. left and went to a much more successful venture with the basketball. Well, it, it took them some time. Like they were doing it from uh, Tass's condo and yeah. stuff. And then they just they then just the kept score, doing it. And they got a great the following. Score. And uh, yeah, just awesome news. Look at this. Oh, 
Half dozen cookies, 10 bucks at the Moo Milk Bar. Gift baskets available. Looks very legit. Okay, well, yeah, it's legit. It's not like a fake. <laughs> it's a real operation. I don't think I, if my spouse sold me on a Moo Milk Bar, I'd be like, are you nuts? Yeah, you. but you would lose patience. You would, she would try to explain the business to you, and you'd be like, no, you couldn't explain it to me in one <laughs> sentence. I have no patience for this they, business They idea. have banana chocolate milk and, mm. like, mint-flavored milk. They got it all. Oh, uh, that sounds good. Well, the, the hip thing, uh, I've been to restaurants where they, uh, the chefs create, like, uh, Fruit Loops milk and stuff like that. And they bring it out for uh, for dessert. Cereal milk, yeah. Momofuku milk bars, they do that. Tulsi, what do you think of my legs? Just just your thoughts. Do you know, does this happen to you guys, like the synthetic socks? Like, I have no hair on my... On yeah, my, we're ankle socks. Yeah. I know no hair on my legs anymore. I used to get that with rubber boots on the farm. Rubber boots really? would wear them off. If okay. you actually, if you note it, like, most guys have less hair on the outside of the legs than the inside, because that's, like, where your jeans yeah. or your pants rub. Yeah, exactly. Yo, what's going on there? I got a hair everywhere. How do you like those socks? <laughs> I see it. I see it. <laughs> Is that GP? Oh, crap. Do we have Taggart on? Taggart, what's going on? For this hey, guys, how are you? Uh, we're only half an hour late. Uh, or uh, No, more like 45 minutes. What? Are we, how late are we? Are we late? Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. okay. Oh, sorry, man. Again, we're really letting you down down here. The, the problem is, like, before you would just be, like, one studio over, and then we'd just yell at you to come in, and now we're now we're trying to call you so, from a different Tagger. area code. I, it's not going to be like a Bill Needle thing now, is it? Is it like Bill Needle. Was that Dave Thomas? Yeah. So, Taggart, you're on an iPhone now? What? I thought we were I, Black, I thought we were BlackBerry buddies. Well, we weren't. I, I was, and then you weren't. I know you've been gone for a while, haven't you? I've no. still got a BlackBerry. Tulsi's the oh. only person in North America who's still on a BlackBerry. So here's What's the... What's that? You, you bumped me off BBM, then. You know, I, no, because I got a different one. I got a different one. I don't have a single person on BBM. Oh, no, I got, I got uh, two people. My old yeah, neighbor. Well, <laughs> then what's the point? Yeah, hey, seriously. What is the point? Here's the thing with BlackBerry now. I've now reached the point. If I click on something, an article that I see on Twitter, <laughs> I have to, before I click on it, do I have five minutes to wait for this to open up yes. on the yes. BlackBerry browser? Yes. I was right there with you, and I am through, and I am on this thing now, and it is it is a full-on Judy Garland rocking. Yeah, you're, you're, like, loving it, right? Like, it's like a yeah. whole new world. Can you convince Toolsy to, like... I mean, and this is tough for us because as Canadians, we wanted uh, BlackBerry to succeed, but it's just not going to happen. So we all need it's to over. move on. It's over. It's done. Well, so, I had I had Jim Balfilly on my BBM a couple years ago. I was like, yes, support the cause. We were buddies. I'd play in his golf tournament. And then he was gone off of BBM. He doesn't even have one now. That was like that was a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now. Tulsi. He's been gone for so long. He jumped ship a long time ago. You don't have to get like an Apple. You could you could get like a Samsung or an HTC. Nice and compact. You take a picture. You take a picture, and it doesn't turn off. (laughs) (laughs) Mine really starts to heat up, and I think it may have made me sterile. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You don't want to have any more kids anyway. Nah, we're all good. Yeah. Have you had a vasectomy yet, Tools? No, hell no. Are you going to get that done? I want to stay potent. Yeah, just in case wife number two comes around. Whoa. And pre- her. What happens when, when, you, ha- when, you, when you get a, a, like a vasectomy? Do you, does that affect the look of your load? That's what I, w- I want to know. <laughs> does, has anyone here had is one? Is it clear again no? like when you're 10? That's what I want to know. Or does it just like a little flag come out of your penis that says bang? <laughs> but here's the thing. Vasectomies, they like reverse themselves sometimes, so you're never 100%. Does anybody? Has anybody had one? Uh, anybody in the room? No, no one no. in the room's no, had one. No, no. I want Never to know will. how this affects, like the compression or the output or <coughs> the color. I think I just feel like less of a man knowing I couldn't impregnate anyone. Really? Yes. <laughs> Be great. Then you can masturbate all over your house all day. Never have to worry about impregnating the dinner table or the the computer or. I think you can impregnate... Uh, or the throw pillows. Or... I don't think you can impregnate a pillow. 
You've probably tried, though. Oh, I've tried. (laughs) Believe me, I've tried. Several times today. I've never understood that. People can can have sex with blankets and stuff. Lay down and rub on the blanket. That's how some guys masturbate. Yeah, I remember there was this percussion percussionist guy I used to know named Armando and he'd be he was proud of the fact that he would just fold a sheet over and he was good to go. That's so weird to me. Like, yeah. Could he have relations with humans? <laughs> he preferred the sheet. Fold sheet. <laughs> I've got my date tonight. In this uh yeah. This uh, bay blanket. Well, he would get he would get all banged up and get crazy in that sense of like, who cares? I know I'll never get anything here. Like you, you know, jump on the bed naked to bug the girls. And next thing you know, he's like too banged up, and then he's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna hit the sheets, and you know, it's hitting the sheets thing for Armando. <laughs> Armando's hitting the sheets again. Those oh, lucky yeah. him. Those percussionists. I just need a fold. <laughs> hey, is it fall weather up in that Toronto? Yeah, it's a little bit. Uh, well, it was chilly for a day, but then it got warm again. I guess with one of the effects of this modern global warming, we will be the. Uh, this will be kind of like uh, spring temperatures all winter soon enough. But it's nice right now. Till till I think we're up in the twenties all week. And oh, are, yeah. are you watching uh, your Leafs? Are your Leafs in action right now? I'm, well, not right now. I'm talking to you guys, but uh, they are in action. They, they're playing Colorado right now. Oh, yeah. oh Patty Wah. Patty Wah. You guys should know that. Don't you have to know these things? Well, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a studio without any television set, so I thought maybe you were talking to us and, and you had it in the background or something. I thought you'd have like ten, you should have a couple, like four or five sets behind you with a scroll line. Oh, stuff. no. We got out of a closet. Now we're in uh, Engineer oh, Jim's. I see where you are, but I'm saying with the times of, of the Fox Sports, you know, they like to tell you what's going on on the event side of things. Well, you'll, you'll be happy, Taggart. We got on the Canadian Wall of Fame, we put up uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, uh, this week. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's classic <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, too. And, Taggart, can you send us a signed Our Lady Peace uh, photo? Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, we got to get you up like, here. But we we have all these people like uh, in the early days of their career. So we need you guys when you're just uh, young and spry and ready to ready to cause havoc. Okay, but there'll be only like two of the guys that are in the band. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to sign a photo of somebody. Else. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, oh, so that, maybe so maybe that not that then? early. Do people bring photos and they're like, "That's not me." Uh. No, not at all. They sign. They sign over the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, you're going to be in uh, Vegas pretty soon. You guys are going to be playing in Vegas pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, we're doing the uh, Fremont Street. We're doing a, oh. a show there uh, on the uh, the 18th or the 19th, I believe. Yeah, the 19th. It's yep. going to be fun. Oh man, I wish we could go. That's going to be a good time. Are you? Are you? Uh, do you have some favorite haunts that you like to go to when you hit uh, when you hit Sin City, Taggart? Uh, well, I I kind of had ups and downs. There was times when I used to drink, I would have fun there. But now that I when I went there as a young kid and didn't drink, I didn't have that much fun. And then I spent money a lot, gambled too much. I remember one time losing like forty five hundred dollars in a weekend, just thanks to Creed backing out of shows. <laughs> we had to stay around for four days. Creed, Creed, but back play blackjack all day. Who was Scott Stapp? Stapp's being all banged up. What was what was Stapp. Creed's big song? With arms wide open. Oh, yeah, oh, the yeah. higher. Yeah, they higher. were so big. Yeah, they were monstrously huge. They were the soundtrack of Tiger Woods' career. <laughs> <laughs> Engineer Jim liked that one. <laughs> With arms wide open. I, I can almost swear that was the theme of his his uh, 2000 year. Tiger is the master <laughs> champ. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping with a thousand women. Oh, there's a waffle house waitress. Tiger's banging her in a motel six with arms wide open. <laughs> Make sure you don't wear your tampon. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, 
Honey or a couple quick Ronnie. How did you yeah. how did you take that song there? Get the uh? tampon out. <laughs> Let me pull the string now. Don't you remember the Vanity Fair article guy? Uh, yeah. I really have to take it out. Just wait, guys. Creed was nominated for a Grammy for that song. As they, they should have Tiger been. Jam. And year. they won Best Rock Song. They won a Grammy for that. There you go. Oh, my goodness. And then Scott Staff sold it for crack. Oh, that guy. So weren't they kind of a Christian band? And then he, he But it was secretly that he was just going nuts with the drugs, right? And then he just he was, fell apart. Uh, that guy's like a wrecking ball, full-blown. Wow. Yeah. He's like a reinventing the wheel of how banged up you can get. Did you ever see that po- the poker show? Him on that poker at night with those celebrities. Look that up on YouTube. You did that? <laughs> Is he just destroyed in it? Oh, you have to see it. Yeah. Stap. Oh, my God. Sorry, I was blowing my nose. What happened to Stap? Uh, he, he, we got to find He's it. all banged up playing <laughs> poker, and the guy from the Sopranos is Jeremy, working can you, him up. <laughs> we just got to, Patrick just brought up a picture of Creed shirtless. All the entire band is shirtless. <laughs> okay, guys, shirts off. Uh, are you guys sure? I didn't really do any push-ups today. Shirts yeah. and skin. No, we're I had in. We're skin. Last night, I'm gonna stand in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Dagger, did you guys? Did Rain ever say it? Do that? Try to pull that with you guys? All right, guys, shirts off. No, I don't know, man. We never got to that level. <laughs> That's okay, sorry. So, sorry. Lexi, yeah. you got a couple of Ronnie, Ronnie yeah. stories. <laughs> a, quick, a quick one. Like early when I was about two or three years old, a good explanation of uh, a daily occurrence of anger. We were uh, The family was walking, me and my sister and, and brothers, uh, all along the street. And, you know, a nice family walk. I'm, I'm a baby for crying out loud. And uh, my sister retold the tale for me because it's, you know, traumatic for her. I guess she was about eight or nine at the time. And we're walking along, and there's a guy raking his lawn all, you know, normal, and he's happy, and he looks over, and he sees that we're walking, taking a walk. And uh, and, uh, and and uh, he, he looks, and he smiles, and, and my dad looks at him, and, and he goes, what the, what the F are you looking at? Just straight up. That's amazing that he would do that, though, with you guys. Yeah, that's, a, with the that's family. exactly what he said. He's like, what the F are you looking at to the guy? Like, as opposed to, like, hello. He's like the Grant Balfour of neighborhood dads. Yeah, and, and another time my, my, my cousin reminded me of this story. He, my cousin came up for, like, a long weekend in the summertime once, and uh, my, my uh, dad was, was pissed off about something, and... and uh, uh, Friday afternoon, when my, my cousin came over, my dad came home in a real bad huff and just went right to this position in this couch, like sitting. And uh, my mom like went to us and just said, "Don't talk to dad. Don't talk to him." And we knew already, but Elliot, you know, obviously didn't have any idea. My cousin of what the deal was, and uh, he ended up sitting there all that night, and then the next day, and then all that night, and then like that next whole day and then all that sitting on this couch steaming and like maybe i don't know like staying awake seemingly all night for like four days for this whole weekend and uh, i don't know if he went up and like got up for like a half hour at night to eat something but it was like uh just a zen rage for, for about uh, four or five days straight. So how did it end? Where, what, where was he uh, peeing well, and gets, uh, I think Tuesday morning or whatever, but when it's time to, to, to go back to work, he just got off the couch and went to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like got back on the couch again when he came home that night. What was he mad he about? After a couple more days. Wow. Do you know what happened? Like, why was he so mad? I don't know. I... Uh, I, I, I'm just assuming some, something set him off at work, or maybe somebody. You know, he, he always had he was happy-go-lucky at work, and ever but something. It could have been he was trying to get a, par, a position, or he was working <laughs> at, at the Sears and Rexdale and the maintenance department. So maybe he was trying to get up a bit. You know what I'm saying? Did I ever tell you guys the story about my grandfather at work? Uh, he worked at the G in Peterborough. 
<laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about when someone touched his hat? He said, touched his hat. He said, you never touch, his last name's Croak, you never touch a, a Croak's hat or his hair. So some guy came around, grabbed the hat off his head. Like Adrian Beltre. He chased him down and kicked the living shit out of the guy at work. <laughs> What? I've because, heard about that type of a person before. Like, don't touch my hat, and like you yeah, do not want to touch. Yeah, and he tells us that story all the time. He goes, yeah, he learned his lesson. You don't touch my hat at work. <laughs> yeah, and then just started working again. Yes. All right, guys, back to it. <laughs> Let's keep making He's widgets. Like, I call black and blue. Because <laughs> you don't touch my hat or hair. Then he tells the story. That story. I'm like, okay. <laughs> back okay. in the day when men were men, eh? There's no lawsuits. Oh, I but, got my. But isn't isn't Beltre the one that that yeah. uh, Andrus is always yeah, yeah. trying to grab? Elvis always. Uh, Andrus is always trying to grab his hair. I'm always like, oh, what boy Beltre's gonna kill him? Like yeah. really kill him in the dugout? Because he jokes about it, but you can just tell there's genuine He's rage in his eyes. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. For sure. For sure, man. Yeah. Remember, uh, 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 what was that? That uh, there was a a loose cannon that played for Cleveland back in Albert Bell. Remember him? Oh, Albert oh, yeah. Bell, sure. He threw a ball at someone in the stands. <laughs> it was, it was like, he launched it at them. He didn't, like, bob it up to them. He threw it like a fastball a into someone's of, chest. A, a, friend of mine, a friend of mine was in a gym with him and saw him working out, and somebody came up to him and said, uh, remembered his old, like, his real name. And it's not Albert, it's some other really weird name. And he, like, threw a weight at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, Tagger. Uh, Tagger, you're going to like who um, we have on after you. Uh, who? We, we did a uh, pre-taped interview with uh, Graham Dillette. Oh, nice. Yeah. What a stud he was yeah. uh, at the, at the uh, President's Cup. Oh, he's been great all year. He was, uh, he was fantastic. Nice. He's an amazing player. Yeah, he's he's uh, probably. I'm hoping he's going to do well next year. He's shaping up to be one of our definite uh, stalwarts. Albert Bell. Stuff. His full name is uh, Albert Jawan Joey Bell. Yeah, yeah Joey, Joey Bell. Yeah. Someone said, "Hey, Joey." That's right. Didn't like he that. grow he up as Joey Bell or something, and then he changed <laughs> it? Or something. It was something like that. That's right, Joey Bell. I forgot about that. <laughs> doesn't have the same ring. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> We're all, oh, man. we're all coughing and hacking. Well, we're Tagger, thanks for coming on, bud. Thank you, guys. It's a blast as always. All right, my friend. Soon, fellas. We'll talk to you soon. That's Bye. A- Bye-bye, buddy. That's Jeremy Tagger on his new iPhone, new technology entering the podcast. I've got to pee. I've never done this before, but i got to go for a bathroom break. I'll be right back. Um, you had a YouTube clip that you wanted to play. Are we allowed to play it without Jay here, or he wanted to comment on it? We should probably wait until you're back. We're going to play it, though. Yeah. Shouldn't uh, Mike uh, tell his story while I'm gone? Oh yeah, Mike, you can tell your story while Jay. Yeah, can we play some? The, uh, can we play some? Uh, you went the wrong way. Some interlude music uh, while uh, JP's. Yeah, hey, bathroom music. <laughs> sure. Okay, Mike, you aren't reading this story, right? No, I'm not. Okay, good. Uh, this is all off memory. Okay. So, uh, it, just another bathroom tale. From, oh, perfect, from Fox. perfect. Yes. Yeah. So a few things were going on here, but I uh, went to the, the bathroom over by Moe's there. And uh, when by I the wa- way, I I would love to get that neon sign that uh, that is in a stupid spot. No one ever sees it. It's never lit up. It's a great Moe's yeah. eatery sign. Get it in here? No, I just love it for my home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, for the man cave. Uh, yeah. So I, I walk in the bathroom. First thing going on, there's a guy on the toilet going uh, going number two, taking a. Sh- and he's on his phone, talking on his phone. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't do that. On speakerphone. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only was he talking on the phone, he's on speakerphone. And the guy that he was talking to was had no problem talking back to him. They were joking. In fact, he was his bookie, and he was placing bets for the college football games on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did the bookie know the guy was... Definitely. Because to to just make it better, you could hear the toilet paper. He kept just pulling rolls of toilet paper off off the roll. And then uh, we have the automated toilets there in, 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 the, in the bathroom in Fox, and it kept going off. So, like, every 10 seconds it would flush. You would hear him pull more toilet paper. Then he's going, UCLA for 200. Flush more toilet paper. <laughs> Michigan for 400. No problem there if between you're... either party. Okay, first off, if you're having a conversation on the phone with someone while in the stall, wouldn't you make it discreet? 
And if you're having an illegal conversation with someone <laughs> right. on work time, would yeah. you not have it more discreetly? Wouldn't you be like, hey, definitely not in the bathroom. Put 200 on USC. Hi. So, so Mike's, Hi. Mike's story is yeah. he was in uh, the washroom by Moe's, yes. and some guy was uh, taking a crunch. And he's and on the phone. He's on the speakerphone placing bets to his bookie while taking a dump. That's all right. That's efficient. No, but. <laughs> <laughs> you got two things done at once there. No, you're not happy. Toolsy, you're offended by this. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing illegal things on the Fox Company dime. <laughs> well, that's true. And I definitely went and took UCLA last weekend. Did you just pee in your pants? Because that washroom's not close. No, I ran over there. <sighs> it was pretty good, eh? I got back pretty quick. Now I got to pee. I could probably just go in here. Yeah. Well, why don't you fill that bottle up? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get to uh, Crowd Goes Wild. They, uh, oh, they had a special it. guest. They have a special guest. Kay. Do they introduce the guest? Have you listened to this? Uh, I, I've, I've moved past that so you can, I mean, because there was a little bit of space at the front, so you can do your introduction. Okay, oh, okay. so Russell Peters, a yeah. Canadian comic legend from Canada, was on Crowd Goes Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Nolan, we said, could you do a little interview for the podcast for us? We have not heard this. I sent her a couple of questions. So we'll see if she uses them. Okay. Let's... She did her best to steer the conversation in the right direction. Okay. Um, but that we definitely, we, she got him to start talking Canada. Okay. So, there we go. It's not playing. September to March when we shot the special. Did you just out yourself as a hockey fan made a 24-7? No, I meant the boxing one. Oh, uh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You're Canadian. <laughs> I am Canadian, but I hung around the blacks. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wait, finally something did, that can call Did I just black. did I just uh, break news to you? <laughs> <laughs> what? I Rob. thought it was a blessed white guy. Um. <laughs> oh. Before we came on air, there was some pretty shocking conversation going on, but I didn't expect you to bring it to the table right now. Hey, oh, uh, I didn't say words. <laughs> Russell, this special's in front of 20,000 fans. Now, Actually, 16, but 20 okay. sounds better. So 20 sounds better. 20. Uh, I do comedy in front of 42 people, half of which have a Groupon ticket. <laughs> but I also know... I've been on those gigs with no, I say, you. I mean, I also know you started in the comedy clubs. You started in the small venues. What is it like to perform? It must be totally different to perform in front of 20,000 people. You, it's, it's up to you to set up the room how you want it to be. So I, I'll take a, an arena and I'll add cameras to the front. So if I talk to somebody in the front row, they're on the screens behind me. So everybody's in on the joke. Yeah. There's nothing worse than being at a show and they're like, you're talking to somebody like, who's he talking to, who's he talking to? But <laughs> if, they're all, if you can all see him, then everybody's in on the joke. That's the deal with comedy. Make sure everybody's in on the joke. You know, so, I, had, I had asked Costa earlier, um, we were talking about you, and I was like, you know, he was telling, you, telling us how much, you know, how successful you were. And the first thing I thought was, why is he doing television? Why is he doing a sitcom? Like, what, what is that? Um, why not? You know, it's, it's like high school, the entertainment business. If you're not in with the popular kids, you're not in with the popular yeah. kids. He told me just because you didn't want to. I, yeah, no, I'd love to. Oh, okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, let's talk after this. Well, yeah, you, you, know, you know what I am? I'm, I'm soccer. Yeah, you're soccer. I'm huge <laughs> around the world. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about traveling around the world, yeah. performing around the world, because uh, you saw any Aussie Rules football or cricket? I, or? I watched Aussie Rules football when I was, on, when I was there. Yeah. All right. That is some violent stuff. That makes American <laughs> football look kind of, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Why are you looking at me, dude? You played football. You're you are football talking. Player. Am, I, am I just in his line? You, you, play, you played football. I'm going to lean back. Funny. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to lean back. Hey, Georgie. Oh, I know. Hey, I know. That's it? Oh, so she didn't ask my questions at all. She didn't have a chance. Um, she, she did her best. Uh, she failed. She tried. Katie Nolan failed. She we tried. wanted her to do a separate segment yeah. that was show-related, yeah. and she didn't do it. And she let us down, big time. Uh, I will say... Um, next time we will effort uh, giving you a little more heads up, Katie. Yeah, yeah, sure, Katie. Yeah, we did. We gave her twenty four yeah. hours. Twenty four hours is plenty of time. What for else Katie. is she gonna? How much more notice does she need? In her defense, she's sick this week. <laughs> oh, I'm sick. I can't <laughs> ask two questions. <laughs> Couldn't she? She gone to the green room and said, "Hey, I've, here's a. I've hey. got a. I've got a recorder. I've got some questions." Hey, Russell, come to the green room. I've got some questions for you. Just kidding, Katie. I'm going to really. fold over a blanket, and you're going to put your penis in it. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know what his schedule is like. I doubt he he may have just gotten there, done the appearance. Hey, and, uh, I'm Russell uh, Peters. I can't possibly stay for two more questions. I've got to go. I'm from Brampton. <laughs> He's going to come on this show, right? I hope so. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, Jay, you had a YouTube clip you wanted to play. The one that you asked whether or not we, like, is this too far? Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah. I think Toolsy will like this uh, one. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not too far. Okay, right. so this is a uh, New Zealand commercial that was banned. Ooh. Okay. The Kiwis. They're dirty. If you're like me, you find it very hard to keep your dick dry. I left my dick unprotected, and it was warped out of shape in no time. I could barely recognize my own dick. Imagine that. Then I discovered Schaefer's New Zealand style dick sealant. The best way to take care of your dick in three easy steps. First, wash your dick with soap and water. Then, wait for your dick to dry. Once your dick is clean and dry, paint your dick with Schaefer's dick sealant. I used to be too embarrassed to invite people over to see my dick. But now, my dick's the talk of the town. I even have pictures of my dick. Check out that dick. I'm gonna send this to my secretary. Barbara always loves to receive my dick pics. <laughs> After all, summertime is all about spending time on your dick. I'll often have 20 to 30 people on my dick at once. That can really wear your dick out, causing dick splinters and discoloration. But with Schaefer's dick sealant, my dick stays a nice golden brown colour. Who wouldn't want a golden dick? I used to never <laughs> let children anywhere near my dick. My dick was too dangerous for cuds to play on. But it seems like every cud in the neighbourhood's been on my dick this summer. And they've all had a good time. My dick's over 70 years old, but it looks brand new. That's part of the reason all my neighbours are jealous of my dick. Wasn't that right, Jum? Yes, you've got a nice dick, okay? His wife is always on my dick, begging me to know the secret of my perfect dick. If you like Schaefer's dick sealant, check out Schaefer's New Zealand style cock. I had a huge <laughs> hole in my dick, but I fixed it by jamming some cock in it. You'd be surprised how many things you can fix by jamming cock into them. Have an extra large hole in your dick? Try Schaefer's African style cock. Just go to your local home improvement store and ask for the big black cock. Schaefer's New Zealand style dick sealant. Don't put it on your penis. Oh. <laughs> There's also a... <laughs> Hi. I've got a question about my dick. Schaefer's New Zealand style... Hey, get that squirrel off my dick. He knows he's not allowed to come on my dick. <laughs> that was good. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my nasal passages. I can barely breathe. Yeah, you're sick. Um, can we get uh, just a quick story from uh, Jim before we uh, wrap up? Oh, we got to get to Graham Dillette. Oh, we're going to get to Graham then, Jim? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I keep forgetting about Graham. That's happened. So this, is a, pre this is a pre-taped interview. Yeah. Uh, this happened at the very beginning of podcast number one in this yep. two-part series. I was a bit late, and I was wearing a different shirt. Yeah, you uh, you strolled in. Oh, hey, everyone, now we can start. Oh, now the whole thing can begin. I was just at sex. So let's get to that interview. One. So uh, this is a, a special portion of the podcast, the Jane Dan podcast, because we've been wanting to have this guy on forever. Oh, and look who just showed up at the last second. Dan O'Toole. I was about to do my interview with Graham Dillette all by myself, and O'Toole just strolls in with a bag full of, of socks from Saks Fifth Avenue. So sorry about that, Graham. Sorry about his tardiness. Well, at least he shops in nice places. Well, I don't really shop there. Work pays for me to shop there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys do look pretty good on TV, I'll tell you that. Thanks, Graham. Now, where are you right now? Where are you at right now? Where are we talking to you? I'm, uh, I'm in Boise, Idaho. And so that's your, uh, is that your home most of the year? Yeah, for the, I mean, well, we're on the road, you know, 30 weeks a year, and then uh, we spend, I have a, we have a little condo down in Scottsdale. We kind of spend the winters down there, but... Uh, yeah, Boise is uh, what we call home now. Give us a sneak peek of what Boise's like. Uh, it's a sneaky town, to be honest. It's super clean. It's a good size college town. Uh, the people are friendly. It's uh, it's, it's a nice uh, nice little American city. And you went to Boise State, and so are you. Uh, are you a fan of the of the Broncos? Do you go to a lot of games? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge college football guy now and I when I first got to the US I didn't really understand uh everything about it right but uh as soon as I got down here I mean I just fell in love with with uh, the college football and the rivalries and all that kind of stuff and there's so much pride in it now and it's, it's cool but you're still a Riders fan at heart yeah there's still a little bit of green and black in me but <laughs> now what about are you going to make it back for the for the Grey Cup this year Graham 
You know what? Uh, I was actually just kind of talking with one of my buddies about that, and uh, if, it, if it works in the schedule, I think we might try to get back there, yeah. That would be pretty fun. We might be there, too, so that means we can all hang out at... Uh... At, at McNally's. Is that the pub we went to, Tools? It's all a bit of a blur. I think a lot of people can say that whenever you visit Regina, it all becomes a bit of a blur. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's let's talk about your first year. You're coming right off the President's Cup. Tell us about that experience. You guys didn't win, but uh, but you were very impressive in that event. And it must have been pretty fun well, being at that event. Just to get to the President's Cup. That is unreal. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really an unbelievable week. I mean... Uh, Without question, the funnest week of my life. Um, it would have definitely been uh, much more enjoyable if we had won, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean, the bonds and everything that we made with some of the boys, I mean, it, uh, it was cool to be on a team again because it basically had been, you know, since I played hockey when I was 17, 18 years old, was the last time that I was really felt like I was really part of a team like that. And, uh, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, you make pots and you... You chip in and stuff like that, and you, it's almost like you have a license to just go bananas just for, you know, 15 seconds, where you can't really do that in a regular PGA Tour event unless you're, like, rating contention. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Did you encounter the squirrel that Davis Love III rescued on the course and turned into the mascot of the whole event? Yeah, I did actually see it. Uh, Davis had it on his shoulder when uh, me and Jason showed up a little bit before the rest of our team there one morning. Jason was kind of petting it while it was on Davis's shoulder, but uh, I didn't want to pet Can- that thing, man. It's basically a rat with a fluffy tail. So exactly, and it's, it's a wild animal. I can't believe it because when I, I was taught as a child, if a wild animal approaches you, it probably has rabies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was staying away. And the funny thing, we were talking to Davis and... And Jay said, and Jason Day is like, well, what are you guys feeding it? And he's like, well, Pedialyte. He <laughs> likes Pedialyte. I, can't remember, I, I can't even remember what flavor he said that he liked, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a little bizarre. Did someone yeah. bring the, the thing home with them? I think they eventually let it go back into the wild, yeah, after oh. they nurtured it. And <laughs> Maybe they offered it to the golf gods for a victory. Maybe. I mean... <laughs> You know what, man? They played unbelievable golf, and uh, there's not one guy in our locker room that was hanging their head because, you know, we gave it everything we had, and, you know, we kind of made them tighten up a little bit and made them think about it there on Sunday afternoon in the singles matches, and that's basically all we can ask for because uh, they really they earned it. They played some unbelievable golf today last week. And then just before, not long before that, you were taking on Graham McDowell, uh, on the East Coast. Where were you on the East Coast? You had a little uh, matchup, and you tweeted about your, the course out there. Yeah, we were up in Cape Breton, which uh, there's probably not many people in L.A. that know where that is, but, uh, you know, about as far east as you can almost get in North America. It's a place called Cabot Links. Unbelievable new golf course. Looks like it's been there for 100 years, and it's only about a year old. And, I mean, you wouldn't know that you're not in Scotland or Ireland. It's just a, a unreal piece of property, and uh, we had a good time. He that's like I feel like I'm losing everything. He beat me there too, but uh, we had a good time. Now, Graham, we're Canadian. We we can hold our own. Uh, uh, but being with the international squad for a week, were you fear fearful of your life and your liver? <laughs> no, we had we had a really good time. I'll tell you that so on Sunday night. And I like I said, I can't imagine how much fun it would have been if we would have won because uh, the boys were going pretty hard. <laughs> Now, you, you had an incredible year, 8th in the FedEx Cup, 32nd in the World Golf Rankings, and you made more than $2.6 million this year, and that is going to buy you a lot of chicken at the Weyburn KFC Buffet. Have you thought about how you're going to spend that money? Uh, well, I have a wife, so, there's, so that's gone. to spend about half of it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that like, all KFCs weren't, Full buffets. I thought that was just kind of a regular thing until I, you know, I went to Regina and found out that you had to, you know, buy pieces of chicken separately. I didn't think that was. <laughs> so you just call. <laughs> you're like, what is this? <laughs> uh, how often do you get back to Weyburn? Uh, you know, I've I've done a charity event there the last couple summers, uh, but now all my family lives up in the Saskatoon area. So when I do go back to Saskatchewan, I usually head up to Saskatoon. Um, just because, you know, I, I don't get up there very often, and when I do, you know, the main thing is to see my family. So, And are you getting, you know, because you're such a, I mean, everyone loves you so much in the 306. Brad Wall, he tweets about you more <laughs> than he tweets about provincial affairs. 
Um, do you do you feel the pressure or do you feel the pride that Saskatchewanites have for you and all the success that you've had? Yeah, and I mean, it's not even just in Saskatchewan, but all across Canada. I mean, I've just got so much support. I don't feel it as pressure as much as just support. And, uh, you know, there's you know whether it be on Twitter or uh, text blowing up my phone and stuff like that, but uh, it's just really cool to have the have the support, you know, from from a guy like Brad, who's, you know, our uh, premier of the province, to, uh, you know, my buddies and my family and people that I, you know, I've never met before, but... Uh, you know, they feel like they're connecting with me, and it's it's just an unbelievable, you know, it's been a whirlwind uh, couple of years here. Jay, I uh, ran through your stats. Did you have any inclination that uh, you would make the leap that you did this year? Because really, you became a star on the tour. Uh, you know, like, I always believed it in myself, I guess. Uh, the one thing that was kind of lacking in my game uh, was, my, was my short game. I've been working really hard on that in the last couple of years with uh, my short game coach, Gabriel Yetstedt. He used to uh, play on tour, and he's got an unbelievable short game. And I feel like kind of the process, or the the last two years has been a process trying to learn. Uh, you know, the technique is one thing, but then trusting in competition is what I was kind of struggling with the last year. And then this year I just kind of started feeling a lot more comfortable and believing in myself a little bit more. And once you're kind of knocking on the door and getting kind of respect from some of the best players in the world, it helps your confidence, and then things just kind of start to snowball. Who did you admire growing up, Graham, when you when you were starting out? Oh uh, well, I mean, I was a diehard Mike Weir fan. There's no question. And I mean, if he wasn't, or if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I'd be where I am right now. Like I remember when he won the Masters in '03, and that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, I'm going to play in the Masters and this and that. And next year I will be for the first time. And it's just, uh, it's crazy, man. That is nuts. You get to play in the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> Does it hit you though when you you know when you play in these events? You played in your first uh, your first major this year. You were over like when you're playing in the British Open. Do you ever think, holy crap, I'm teeing off at the British Open? What the hell's happening here? Yeah, it was unreal. And I mean, I played uh, on Saturday with Ernie uh, uh-huh. at the Open, and it was just so cool. I mean, and one of my buddies tweeted me after the round, and I played poorly. I shot like 78 or something like that, and he, he tweeted me. He's like, "Hey, bud, you just played." On Saturday at the Open Championship at Muirfield of Ernie, I'll let that sink in. And I was like, holy, yeah, like that, <laughs> that was pretty cool. So even though I didn't play my best, I, I was able to make the cut and just, you know, just kind of get my feet wet more than anything and see what what it's like in the majors and especially, uh, you know, in, at the Open Championship. The infrastructure is just crazy. Uh, the fans are awesome, and uh, it's just a really cool week. Now, Graham, you're the first uh, professional golfer we've ever had on the podcast. Now, I want to I wanted to get into your head here a bit because when I'm playing golf with some buddies and ten bucks is on the line if I sink a putt and I win ten bucks, I'm pooping my pants. So, <laughs> if you know a putt is gonna the difference between a two hundred thousand dollar payday and like an eighty thousand dollar payday, how how is the poop not running down your leg? Well, you definitely think about it. Like, I mean, when you're walking up to the green on the 72nd hole and you got a, what it might be a six-footer for birdie, you know, especially if you're, you know, in the top four or five kind of thing, like, you know that it's going to be worth a lot of money. But once you get up there and stand over the pot and go through your routine, you block it out until you see that ball rolling in and then you're, <laughs> you know, like that. And then it's like cartoons. like That was an extra hundred grand and you get pretty excited about that. So it's like the cartoons, like dollar signs just in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it's when I remember my rookie season, it was hard. Like I would be in 10th or 15th place, you know, coming down, even like on like a Friday afternoon. I was like, man, if I can just hang here and finish 15th, I can make whatever amount of money this week. And then I look back at it now. I'm like, that was Friday. And I was thinking like that. So, I mean, I've matured a lot since then as a player, knowing that, you know, that's not the way to. And then the majority of the time in my rookie season, I ended up finishing like 45th. So <laughs> it didn't work very well. So I had to figure I had to figure out how to do it. That's sort of how we approach our, our ratings here in America. You know, we're finishing 45th now, and in a few years, we'll, maybe we'll be around first right. or second. Well, it's yeah. all about maturing. That's, that's what, right. That's it, well, we're, I don't know if we're ever going to do we're that. We're regressing, though. We're becoming less mature. <laughs> Hopefully America uh, catches on. I, I'm telling you guys, like, for real, though, I've – switched over from ESPN and I've been watching you guys on there and yeah, I Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Graham. You're a good man. We do appreciate it. Now we got 
we we don't have uh, we don't have it now, but we want to put you on the Canadian Wall of Fame. So, is there a picture of you like with a mullet, say like a Wayburn oh, yeah. high? Yeah, Dairy Queen. I played for Dairy Queen. I can dig that one up. Oh, yeah. probably that, about or something. Oh, that's that's exactly what we need right there. <laughs> yeah, because now now you're like uh, you're you've got the great golf gear. You fit right in there. So we need one where just before all that happened, before you came the superstar. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll dig it up. I'm headed up to Canada next month to go visit my family, so I'll uh, I'll see if I can find something good for you guys. Uh, that sounds great, Graham. What's and what's the next uh, few weeks like for you? What are you up to for the next few weeks? I'm in uh, Vegas next week for the uh, uh, Shriners Hospital tournament, and then uh, from there I go to Malaysia for a week, and then to Shanghai for a week, and then uh, that's it for me for the year. Yeah. Cut her down and just kind of. Head down to Scottsdale and just kind of hit the gym and relax and do a little bit of practicing and just kind of, more than anything, just kind of have some downtime and get ready to go for uh, the new season, which actually starts, the new PGA Tour season starts this week. Yeah. Which is... uh, You guys have, like, no off-season. I know. There's uh, (laughs) there's not a whole lot of guys who are happy about that, but that's just the way it is. Now, Graham, two tips you can leave us with since you travel so much. Uh, How to pack perfectly... And if anyone's listening, and they're young, they, they have aspirations to be a professional golfer, one tip you would give them? Well, I mean, as far as the tip for the kids is to enjoy it. Like, uh, I always loved playing golf, and I still do. I love the competition. I love trying to get better and improving and practicing and going to the gym and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that's the main thing is to enjoy it and love it. And as far as packing, wow. I mean, my wife does a lot of it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no tips for that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a great tip. Get your wife to do it. <laughs> That's a fantastic tip that as is, far as I'm concerned. Uh, listen, enjoy your time uh, over the next few weeks overseas. Enjoy your time in Saskatoon. Make sure you hit Lydia's. Make sure you hit uh, the Yarden yes. Flagon. Uh, make sure you hit uh, the Hosen Hydrant. Uh, go to Amigos and go to the Crazy Cactus and get a Gringo, Graham, if you haven't already. That's, a Gringo at the Crazy Cactus. Yeah, right, I'll do that. That's Colby Armstrong's bar, and that's uh, well, you might not make it out of there, but <laughs> make sure you have a cab to get you home. <laughs> right on, guys. Well, thanks for having me on. It was, uh, it was a pleasure, and it's uh, like I said, I'm a fan of you guys, so it's cool. Graham, yeah. this is awesome. Thanks so much. Take care, buddy. All right, boys. Graham Dillett, PGA superstar, not in waiting anymore. He's a he's a star now. What I mean, just you know, that's Saskatchewan in in a nutshell. I'm that's, choked up thinking about it. He's that, such a good guy. That line of at the KFC. Yeah. <laughs> you almost you just thought they were all buffets. Uh, and Brad Wall is the premier of Saskatchewan. If anyone is uh, is wondering, that's right. Uh, he's. The most popular premier in the country, I think. Has the podcast... And by the way, for, for our American friends, the premier is the governor. The premier is the governor of the... the Has the podcast country. begun? Sorry no. for being late. I we'll was getting right some there. suits fitted. That's okay. Um, hey, well, this is just one portion of the podcast, which we're going to end, and now we're going to pick it up now. Oh, okay. Well, that was brilliant. That was a good interview. Really came through big time. Wayburn KFC. Can't wait to go to that one day. The the Red Wings, the Wayburn Red. Yeah, Wayburn Red Wings. That's right at the SJHL. Yeah, good town. Engineer Jim. Uh, I ate all the chocolate out of your nuts. <laughs> Sorry. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, the Trader Joe's trail mix. That is. And there's plenty more of that where that came from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably more chocolate where those nuts came from. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. It good is stuff. good. Thanks, yeah. Jim. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so, uh, Graham was talking about living in Boise, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Boise. Idaho. So, uh, we played a gig in Boise one time. Uh, life on the road. You never know what you're going to run into. And this is, this is guns? Uh, no, this is actually with uh, with Billy Bob's band. Oh, Billy Bob's band. Yeah. Nice, nice. And, uh, what kind of venues would they play? Or do they play? Like House of Blues type, okay. yep, yep. you know, clubs and stuff like that. We played a few casinos. Uh we actually played up in Saskatoon. Oh, yeah. There's a isn't there a big casino up there? There I, is. Yeah. I couldn't. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, the place was great. It yeah. Was a beautiful casino. The people were wonderful. There. If you play a casino, don't they put the performers all in suites and stuff? Like they make it worth their while. Yeah. They 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 make it pretty nice. Nah, that's yeah. Good. And uh, and and they were great there. 
um, we only did a couple of those. Mainly it was like, you know, uh, small theaters, places like the Wiltern or something like that, right. or clubs like House of Blues or the Roxy or whatever. Disney right. has a House of Blues, I couldn't believe. It's very odd. Anyway. Yeah, it's actually a really good House of Blues down there. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of good bands play at that. Okay. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so, I, I'm... You know, it's all a blur. I can't remember the name of the club <laughs> in Boise, but uh, uh, really, really cool club. With this cool balcony and all this stuff up there. And um, uh, they had all sorts of barbecue that they had for everybody and stuff. But the cool thing was it was the year that uh, Boise won the Fiesta Bowl where they beat uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, right? And uh, this was just after that that we were up there and uh we're doing the gig and we get a call hey the guys from the football team want to come to the show you want to you know is it cool to put them on the list yeah sure so literally half the team at least if not the whole team i don't know there was probably 30 or 40 guys from the team showed up backstage Hanging out with Billy, signing autographs, and all the guys, and uh, the one player that proposed to the cheerleader, yep. oh, yeah. they were both there, and all that stuff. I thought it was kind of cool to to actually work on That's that game wild. here at Fox, yeah, and then meet those people out on tour with the rock band. It was kind of a they were wise, kind of a cool thing to that be was... out there to meet the people. You know? yeah, yeah, that was the peak of their stardom. Take advantage of it and get on the guest list at clubs. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And were they partying hard or were they were they pretty straight straight laced? Uh, you know, it was I don't I I don't I don't really remember what they were doing. Yeah. You know, I I mean, there was people drinking beers. I couldn't say whether the team was Weirdest, raging or weirdest not. Weirdest thing. Remember. You must see some just crazy people backstage like trying anything and everything to get the the artist's attention. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, back in the days when Guns was torn and stuff like that. It was just <laughs> ridiculous stuff. Like, girls would be, would like, do. ripping their tops off just to, like, hey, look. Yeah, yeah. at one point, they used to have, um, you know, like, the big Diamond Vision cameras, you know, set up. You know, so when the band's playing, you could see the guys on stage, you know. And before the show, they would, the band would go on so late, you know, they would... Uh, have the guys with the cameras out there just scanning people in the audience yeah. while, you know, playing like ACDC's Back in Black or whatever, you know, and everyone's right. getting amped for the show. And, you know, girls would just start flashing the cameras up on the big screens and, you know, girls would want to try to outdo one another and the next thing you know, it would just it would get out of hand. And it was like that <laughs> every city, it was great. It was like the show before the show, yeah. you know? Yeah. The real and, opening uh, act. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. I always want to know if there's a conversation had by, so the the, the boyfriend of the husband's got the girlfriend on the shoulders. Yeah. Wonder if she says, "Okay, I'm gonna do it," or if or if they, she just does it and he doesn't even have a clue. Or, yeah. Uh, I well, I think it depends, and I think. If, and of course, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, do, do it. it. Show those." D- <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Uh, I was backstage at like a Metallica show at uh, the Meadowlands, you know, and uh, uh, I was I was leaving. The band played, and they didn't hang around. They just bolted. So I was like, "Okay, we're out of here. We're leaving," and uh, we're walking through sort of the tunnels to get out of there. And uh, this this guy standing outside in the parking lot, and he's like, "Oh, dude, can I have your passes, man?" Oh, what's up? He goes, oh, man, my girlfriend's back in there, and, you know, and she's with the band, and I can't get back oh, there. Oh, you no. know, and it's like, oh, oh man, boy. just another one of those guys. <laughs> oh, that'd be you the know. worst. That'd be the worst <laughs> There's, feeling. There's got to be a name for those guys. Oh, yeah. Punters. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend's oh, back there with the band. Oh, That's so when you just bad. go home. You, you know? just go home. And a lot, a lot of those gigs too, you know, they have this sort of like, you know, the backstage area where you know people can go, and then there's like the real backstage area, right? You know? 
where where the yeah, because, where, where all the girlfriends are and the boyfriends the peop- aren't. The people with the passes and stuff. There's a backstage area where you just get your photo taken with the band when they right. when and if they come out. Right, right, right. But right. there's the other part where they hang out on the couches and just right. yeah, right. Exactly. Are, yeah. Are those the seven worst words that any man could hear? My girlfriend's back <laughs> there with the band. I think so. <laughs> you know. And you know the sad thing is the band wasn't even those guys already yeah, left you know and the girls are like back there look they got to be here someplace you so know? some roadie and, like yeah, yeah. James Hetfield <laughs> yeah I'm Lars Ulrich I totally am the drummer yeah but right. you must you must have witnessed those deals the band leaves but they're like okay you guys can come back there's free booze here but yeah. they must know what they're what they're signing up for if they're coming back to drink the free booze when the band's gone. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, I love yeah. it. Well, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Good shall times. we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after uh, next week, there will be a, I know we've. Well, we've be- got a, so be- we've got this week, then we've got next week. We'll have one week where we're not here, right? But they're going to do a best of. Or are you guys going to yep. do best of? That's why I was going to set it up. There's a best of, and before you even crack the jokes, you you haven't been all long enough to have a best of. Okay, well, they're not all drunk. <laughs> We're just doing it because... Oh! No. <laughs> Done again. Man, we got to get him on. So uh, we will uh, we will have a best of next week, and then we'll be back. Uh, Perfect. F- fresh. Perfect. Refreshed. Oh, it worked so good. Well, this has been fun, guys. This has been a fun afternoon. And can't wait yeah. to get back up to Canada and enjoy some fall weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get back to Canada. Uh, the weather, eh, I can handle the weather here. Uh, yeah, the weather's fine. I have no complaints. <laughs> the weather's <laughs> better than fine. <laughs> Dulcie's so, dying now. So I can't breathe up my nose. Dulcie's suffering. You had some nasal issues. Uh, Jeremy, thank you for uh, the ball, Cam. <laughs> thanks for the nuts. Uh, uh, Engineer Jim, thanks for the stories and uh, the hard work. Mike, uh, thanks for learning how to read on <laughs> I hadn't read that before. <laughs> All right? That was caught other, up. That was the other part. I know how to read. With the college. I mean, in fairness, he was operating the camera at the same and time. That's, <laughs> it, that yeah. is a good point. And the iPad. And an iPad. And listening. And Patrick. We'll give him, we'll, you know, we'll give him another chance. We'll bring a tutor in. There were uh, more words. <laughs> there were a lot of words that had more than one syllable. Too. You know what? Big words. You know what'd be fun? Actually, Jim is to is to set up a teleprompter and see if Mike could read off of it. I've done that before. And where do we send any lady folk that are interested? Oh yeah, that's in a good your, question. Uh, or where do we send you? Like, because w- they want Mike to come up to Canada. Well, he should. Get on I gotta Twitter go to the first. brass rail. They can, they can. I don't want to be an intermediary. No. I just want them to go directly to him. Yeah. My, What's your Twitter account? It's at uh, Micklehouse. Can you spell that? Am I C? <laughs> oh, now I gotta spell too. I gotta read and spell. M I C K E L H O U S E at Micklehouse. There okay. you go. If that's, you want to contact simple. with him, and then. Uh... <laughs> okay. So now Mike's a prostitute, <laughs> and Patrick wouldn't be the first time. Thanks for all your hard work this week. Wouldn't be the sure. first time. Were you a prostitute? That sli- I went to college. No, the I, don't radar. I don't know. What else would you say? There's nothing wrong with being a prostitute. I'm going to play the song again. World- <laughs> <laughs> World's oldest profession. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, and we never discussed breaking. Can we get into breaking? We'll so. get into Breaking Bad next week. It was too it's going to be, it's gonna be yeah, two was... months removed. Okay, okay. Let's, let's do a few Continue minutes on with Breaking Continue the music, Bad. though. Uh, okay. okay, so... <laughs> Turn it off right now if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, and yeah, it's been it's long a, it's one of the greatest shows of all time. So if you haven't watched it, we encourage you to watch it. We're not going to spoil it for you. So one but of the, stop listening now if you yeah, want to watch. Yes, it. one of the theories floated by Norm Macdonald was that the last episode, once uh, once Walt is in the vehicle, yeah, the and the, co- the and the cops come up behind him. And he's, and then he uh, puts his head in his hands, and then he's scrambling to find the keys, and he can't find them. That right after that, it's all a dream. Yeah. That the cops had have busted him. He he's uh, he's done. It's all over, and he's uh, dreaming of how he wanted to finish everything. Yeah. And if you go back and look at it, it actually makes a bit of sense because everything goes his way as soon as the keys fall down into his lap. He hits the window. The snow falls off immediately. The car starts, even though it's covered in snow, in one attempt. So 
Yes or no, that would make the finale better for you. That's a good question. Yes, because as I said to Jay, uh, when I came in, I'm like, I wanted something big to happen. It it all kind of like ended it was as neat. you would have predicted. It, it was a neat ending, which yes. is maybe what you didn't expect. It was, I still think it was a better ending personally than like, say, Sopranos or The I Wire. I think Sopranos was better. No, I disagree. Sopranos was the perfect ending yeah, because best ending ever. because you're yeah. left you're left thinking and you're always going to be wondering. Well, what did happen? It was. Has a there ever been a show that ended with anybody with people talking about the ending as much? Sopranos, uh, Sopranos, Sopranos or yeah. this one? Sopranos. I mean, Lost, Sopranos Lost was all oh, Lost. Lost was definitely up there. That was a there was, was great. I think Sopranos, the ending yeah. was the ultimate. Because a lot of people I heard that I talked to about the the ending of Breaking Bad were like, yeah, I liked it. Instead, Sopranos, people had like a, a strong, very yeah. strong opinion. Very polarizing. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. more people have come around on Sopranos, having seen I was it and gonna maybe say going that, back we'll to see. watch it. Originally, people didn't like that ending. Yeah, because everyone wants it wrapped up yeah. like they wrapped well, it up. Not, necessar- not necessarily wrapped up, but it was like confusing. Like, wait a minute. What was that? Did my cable? Like, literally, people thought their cable went out. Yep. <laughs> to, Vince, to Vince Gillen's defense, he said, I mean, he said he watched um, the. Sopranos finale, obviously, and he said that was the perfect ending for that show. And obviously, you can't have each show end with the same scenario. And I think this, uh, to your point, this is really the first show. If it was they lived throughout and it actually played out the way it was shot, this is the most satisfied as a viewer you could have possibly been. Yeah, satisfied, not necessarily intrigued, still talking about it, but like tying up loose ends. I love that Badger made an appearance in the final episode. Yeah. He should have his own show because yeah. that guy cracks me up. Yeah, there was there was a full article actually written by Emily Nussbaum uh, on the New Yorker uh, that basically delves into all of the details of what Norm Macdonald went on uh, right. about the was he dead or was he not, and uh, it's it's a hell of a read. Like it's but on Talking Dead, like right after they basically said, okay, so Walter White's dead. Yeah, I, I mean, what what else were they gonna do? I mean, yeah. they, but uh, that was I mean, if you haven't seen that, and then there's also a podcast that Vince Gilligan did, like Inside Breaking Bad, and, right? Like talks about the whole series from day one and some of the other plot lines that they were going to take, but they couldn't because they were that bad. Like stuff Walt was gonna have be like have done. Yeah. So it's. I think you know I, I was satisfied as a viewer. I agree. I think you said it best, Patrick. You're satisfied as a viewer, but the show is so shocked. You're so used to being shocked on that show, and you just weren't shocked in the finale. So maybe that's why people were a bit let down. But so all, all in all, I still I still liked it better, and I like The Wire better as a series. But I still liked it better than the, I thought. The Wire's ending was a little too wrap everything up in a bow like it was like a montage of different scenes yeah. right so so one of the best questions uh is uh, the season opens the final season opens with Walt back in the house and yeah. you see his yeah. house just like torn apart yeah would the f- final season have been better had you not seen that cuz uh, when he's in New Hampshire then no. you don't know that he comes back he maybe he dies there no, I liked I love that that the, the that podcast cuz you're I continually guessing how it's going to get yeah. to that point and and going back to him being in the diner, you know, and making the fifty two with the bacon, I I love that. I love that they laid that. What all was up. the bacon shot? Well, that was like a because I think on the very one of the very first shows, didn't they do that for him? Like he had turned fifty. Oh, okay, okay. Walt Junior and his yeah. breakfast obsession. Yeah. One of the coolest things that Vince Gilligan said, I think it might have been in that talking bad, was when he took his watch off and left it on the payphone, right? In like a seemingly random thing. Yeah. Well, whenever they shot that scene in the diner that aired in the first episode, somebody realized that Walt wasn't wearing his watch that Jesse had given him. So they oh. had to find a way to get rid of the watch. So he did it as a symbolic thing, like, I'm leaving behind this gift that Jesse gave me. When in reality, they just screwed up the continuity and forgot to Hilarious. have the watch on. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm glad they, they caught that. They did a good job. Yeah. I thought it was intense when people found out that Hannah Montana was actually Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy. <laughs> so I went to watch. <laughs> I went to watch Miley Cyrus's SNL appearance, and yeah. it didn't record. So I, I never. I'm not going to. Oh, the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey skit was great. It was pretty. It was a pretty good app. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It's not available yeah. Did you anywhere watch it, else. Yeah, yeah. It, it was I good. thought she was pretty good. Yeah, she was. She like was, she, was she pulled it off. I feel like the whole Hannah thing Montana. the whole thing is probably on the internet. Yeah, Toolsy, you can find it. Not Hulu? On, maybe not on your phone. Oh, you but can actually find, Yeah, that's the problem too. It's same like, thing oh. happened to me. So what? I did go online to watch it. Why didn't they record? Well, was that on a they different didn't. time or something? Maybe. Yeah. 
So what are you guys going to watch now? The wrecking ball video that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, are are we? Are you guys going to watch Low Winter Sun? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The the Low Winter Sun uh, reference on Fox Sports Live the other night was very well received on the internet. Oh, very nice. Feel bad for those guys. Yeah, it's just not working out for them. That show. It's going to be huge, guys. Yeah, I don't think so. Dang it. We got to get out of here before. Oh, we have a show in two hours. Yeah. We haven't written a thing. Well, you're just figuring that out. I just oh. looked at the t- I just looked at the time. Oh, so, my. Producer Tim sorry, is a carton Tim. deep. He's a carton deep. Surprised oh. he didn't come in here. Oh, I think we're doing Break good. the door down. Well, we'll get it right. We'll just do a bunch of low winter sun reference. Mail it in Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. See you in a couple of weeks, everybody.